Well, Josh, I know why our listeners listen to this hot, hot podcast. Why is that? That's because they want to hear about how many contacts I have left. Sure. It's our <laughs> it's our weekly segment. How many contacts does Paula have left? <laughs> jump, jump, contact watch. <laughs> contact listen? Contact listen. Uh, so I wear daily contacts because I got sensitive little eyes. Sure. And Josh, I have three left. For each eye. So I have, oh, I I have enough <laughs> left for three days. Got it. I was going to say, how do you only have three left for two eyes? <laughs> it's a great miracle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have to basically, until I can get to the eye doctor and replenish my stash, I have to be very careful of like what day is worthy of the contact. Interesting. So wait, so you not only, so for listeners who have perfect eyes, oh, fuck off. Get out of here. <laughs> Secondly. It's my dream. Yeah, really? I mean, there's, there's surgeries for that. Well, I'm too scared. Got it. Yeah, sure. Um, for me, glasses are back in vogue, so Ooh. I'm fine. Um, so is it a situation when... for? So for listeners who don't have bad eyesight, you get into this situation with contacts where you also, you A, run out of contacts, but B, sometimes you run out of contacts and your prescription isn't good anymore, and yeah. so you have to go to the eye doctor. Yeah. Are you in that situation? Um, I think they're actually pretty much the same, Josh. But like, it, did your prescription expire and like you, they will hold, they will not put yes. in a new thing for contacts without a, seeing you again? Yes, that is true. Oh, they're holding your eyes they're hostage. Holding my little eyes hostage. But, uh, but it's been really hard because like that's a call you have to make at the beginning of the day is how important is this day going to be? Yeah, for sure. You know, like is today worthwhile? And, and then you're halfway through the day and you're like, ah, this would have been a great contact day. Or what a waste of contacts. Yeah. Yesterday, for example, yesterday I wore contacts and I'll tell you what. Waste of a contact day. Interesting. Perfectly average day. Huh. Yeah. Even with all the sunshine? No need for me to look glam. No need for people to look directly in my eyes. They can look through the glass. <laughs> like a little zoo animal. <laughs> my soul is behind this glass. <laughs> and you can observe it if you're Good worthy. Luck, buddy. <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk about the earnest and sincere topics of the day. Josh, what's our topic today? I'm Ooh, really excited about this one. It's, as I twirl my mustache, uh, bad ideas. Just like that accent was. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I don't know why I did that. It felt very podcasty. You know well, what I mean? You know, I think it really is a good, uh, it really leads us in well to this topic. Sure. Which Me is, doing something terrible? Yeah, because... I, I want to establish right off the bat that we don't mean bad ideas like rob a bank or like wear socks on your hands. This is specifically... Two equally bad <laughs> ideas. This, I think we're specifically focusing on earnestly bad ideas. So it's like ideas that were started off with the best of intentions. Yes. And ended in Calamity. Chaos. Calamity. Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> ended in Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> Paula, do you have a particularly memorable bad idea of your own? Ooh, of my own? Yes, I do. Uh, ooh, I forgot about this. So in middle school, uh, right when American Idol was becoming very, very popular, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, a, a certain gentleman named William Hung 
did ah. shebangs and charmed a nation. Sure. And uh, my friend Leah and I, and so we did like a school wide American sure. Idol. Sure. And my friend Leah and I did that. And we made it to the next round. Okay. So three groups made it to the next round. We did shebang. We did the dance. It was very funny. So we make it to the next round. I don't think that's the name of the song, Paula. She bangs. She bangs. What was I saying? Shebang. <laughs> like, it's, like it's a part of Greece. <laughs> shebang. Shebang. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so we, we get through the first round, which is recorded and a team of judges decide. So we make it onto the final round, okay. which is in front of the entire school. Cool. And there's three or four groups going. And everyone else chose to do something else. A different song, a big dance, and we did the exact same thing. Uh-huh. And I that was the first time I ever bombed. Like sure. I, the song is <laughs> so long. And for some reason it was like Hawaiian shirt day or something. I just remember us up there in Hawaiian shirts and I, thinking on the man's side. I'm going to die here. (laughs) And I'm going to die in this shirt. I'm going to die in this shirt. And this song is never going to end. And this is horrible, (laughs) horrible. And I just looking out on every single brightly lit face in that gymnasium on the bleachers and everyone watching us with hate in their eyes (laughs) as we get an applause that was equivalent to this. I don't even know if the mic's going to pick that up. (laughs) Um, I think what's lovely about your bad idea, and I think we can do this in an organic way, is construct kind of what a bad idea consists of. Yes. uh, Or a very earnest bad idea consists of. And I think yours is a perfect example of, I think a key element to a bad idea Mm -hmm. is that until it's happening, you 100% (laughs) think it's going to be great. Yes. (laughs) There has to be no doubt in your mind that this is going to be incredible yeah right exactly you have to be so confident in it that you are picturing other people's reactions yeah right exactly you stayed up the night before because you were too excited about how everyone was going to react to this thing yes so my most favorite bad idea was um i was in college Mm -hmm. and it was my senior spring uh so we were you know like we were enjoying our last few months of college mm-hmm. and two of my roommates got very, very, very sick okay. from like flu and mono kind of situations. Oh, um, and so my house was kind of like the place where people came to hang out. They were both sick. Several of us were hanging out while we were, while they were sick and we were like, we don't want to get sick. Right. Um, but we do want to drink. Yeah. And we do want to like hang out, drink, pregame, and go somewhere, go out for the night. So we decided, and in this group, there are several consultants, future doctors, oh God. <laughs> lawyers. So a successful group. A, a relatively successful group. A, uh, a high IQ group. Uh, at least an elitist group, a pretentious yeah. group. Um, we, in all of our 22-year-old brilliance decided that the best thing we could do was to drink our terrible beers that we had but put emergency powder into the beers. oh gross (laughs) so i think this is uh another part of a really bad idea is that when we first tried it 
we were like, oh my God, why doesn't everyone do this? It's this is good. amazing. Yes. There has to definitely, an earnestly bad idea, th- there has to be a moment of like, aha. Yeah, like we're geniuses. Yes, yes. <laughs> because I think the thing was, now that I'm really thinking back on it, what actually happened was well, we invented a like incredibly, incredibly bad Radler mm-hmm. or like Shandy. Yeah. We essentially took citrus yeah. and beer and put them together, but found the worst versions of each of those things. Sure. Like a, a powder that's only there to keep you from getting sick. Yeah. Even maybe just placebo. Right. And then terrible like PBR, Natty uh, Light kind of situation because that's, well, that's all we could much afford. Water. Yeah, exactly. And by the end of that drink, we were all like, why did we think this was a good idea? This is disgusting. We finished the drinks. But oh, we wow. There is definitely something from like being that age. Not that everyone has to drink, but if you, if you do start drinking around that age, everyone has like one time that they're like, this is, this is, a cocktail. Yeah, for sure. This is how it's done. And you don't do it thinking I'm a little trash rat. Yeah, no. You do it thinking like, okay, you're welcome. No, it's like, this is so true though, is that every, like when you first are allowed to drink, mm-hmm. you, whether you're allowed or not, I should say, when you first start drinking, mm-hmm. Everyone thinks that they're the world's best mixologist. Yes. Like everyone's a, a terrible mixologist. Yes. They're like, oh yeah, you can just mix these things together. And your understanding of how cocktails work is so rudimentary. And mine still is. And you're like, I know that vodka is a thing. And yeah. I know that rum is a thing. And I know Dr. Pepper's a thing. Put together? Put together. <laughs> Dr. Yes. Rum? I don't know. I can't do that anymore. No. What are the other elements do you think of a, of just like an endearingly bad idea? Mm, I think when it goes wrong, it has to go more wrong than anyone could ever imagine. Yes. And I don't even know if it would be endearingly. Do you know what I mean? Like it shit can hit the fan. Sure. But it can still be earnestly bad. Yeah. That's the thing is like, I have to earnestly believe in it and it needs to go very wrong. Yeah, I think it's it's it can't just be one thing goes wrong. It's no. the equivalent of like your pants fall down. Yes. And then you trip while trying to get somewhere to pull your pants back up. Yes. It's yes. that second act. Yes, there has to be a second <laughs> act. It can't just be like Oh no, this one embarrassing thing happened. It's like no, this It embarrass- can't just be an embarrassing story. No. No, 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 no. It needs to be like this embarrassing or it's like an equivalent of this would be the way that an embarrassing story becomes a bad idea mm-hmm. is that you're trying to tell an embarrassing story and halfway through the embarrassing story when you're at this dinner party with all these people you admire, yes. uh, you're like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to add to this conversation. About two minutes into your four-minute story, you're like, oh, God, this isn't this isn't a oh, good story. God. That happens to me every time I open my mouth. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. That happens to me all the time. I const- Especially at work, I will constantly start talking and then partway through be like in my head my my inner brain is screaming stop <laughs> talking and i just can't yeah where it's like even your inner monologue is like i'm bored of this yeah 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 <laughs> and you're like i think i can save it and you cannot you can't you're like oh here's a good way to jump out no i brought something else in and that's too much context and now yes. i need to explain this other thing yes 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 josh uh-huh so 
I, uh, you studied history. I did. And I also studied history. I just don't talk about it very much. <laughs> sure. But I do have a degree in American history. Wow. Thank you. And, um, can I tell you one of my very favorite stories? Sure. From American history. Okay. Uh, I feel like that. Sorry. I don't care. Okay. Um, so Josh, have I told you the, one of the most epically bad idea stories of all time. And buckle up, listeners, because you might be sitting there being like, I don't like history. Well, guess what? We you, both have degrees in it. You learn something new every day, and this is what you're going to learn today. And you're going to love it. Do you know the story of Theodore Roosevelt and the River of Doubt? River of Doubt? Yes. No, I don't. Here we go. This is, uh, I read this uh, incredible book. It's The River of Doubt by Candace Millard. Uh, so if you like this, that is who it is from. But basically, Theodore Roosevelt lost his 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 long shot reelection bid uh, for the Bull Moose Party. Right. This is nineteen uh, twelve. Would have been right around there. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he was so mad at the way his party was running that he's like, two months before the election, he's like, I'm actually going to run. And the then the Republicans now more closely aligned with the Democrats, but they were like, Oh, you can't do that. We have someone nominated. And he's like... Because it was Taft. Because it was Taft, his enemy, his former best friend. And uh, so then I have he, a musical about it. I'm familiar. Yes. Uh, so then he uh, runs as a, as a bull moose party and he loses, uh, which was the plan all along. So then after he loses, he is to go on a speaking tour of Brazil. Sure. And while he was in Brazil... The plan was his buddy at the Natural History Museum was going to accompany him down there and they were going to do a very organized, planned out trip to find specific specimens for the museum. Okay. And they said like four times when he was sitting down there, they're like, Teddy, you stick to this itinerary. And he's like, got it. And they're like, you don't go anywhere else. And he's like, why would I go anywhere else? And they're like, cool. So you promise us. And he's like, yeah. And they're like, cause we're sending down like four or five people to watch you. And he's like, do not worry. And the second he's down there, someone goes, Teddy Roosevelt, have you heard of this thing called the river of doubt? It's a river. No one's ever gone down before. And Teddy Roosevelt goes, we're going down the river. Oh God. <laughs> so the oh, former no. president of the United States and his son Kermit and uh Kermit and Kermit is his son and 17 other men uh travel down the river of doubt and it is a spectacular shit show. Sure. Everything that can go wrong goes wrong. They are literally being hunted by a tribe the entire time. Uh, canoes keep breaking and every time a canoe breaks, they lose three more days. Uh, and they're very short on time anyway, because of flooding conditions and things like that. All of them get malaria. (laughs) Teddy Roosevelt gets a cut in his leg and he almost dies and he keeps pushing through. One of the people on the group murders another person in the group. Like it is pure chaos. Oh my God. And they get to the end and (laughs) Roosevelt's like, well, we did it, boys. <laughs> and they rename it. Uh, I believe it's like was renamed Roosevelt River. That's. Oh, my God. Yes. Lots to unpack there. It is. There is so absolute much to, to, to unpack. But um, so Roosevelt, uh, this essentially kills him. Like five years later, he dies from this. Sure. And uh, so when he gets back, though, to D.C., people are like, I don't think we think he lied. We don't think Teddy actually did this. <laughs> and he is so 
mad that they don't believe him that he goes to all of these like like the National Geographic Society and the Royal Geographical Society in London and he to- does a full tour and he can only whisper he is practically on his deathbed being like you sons of bitches <laughs> I went down that river <laughs> wow yeah no I think that illustrates another element of a bad idea which is that you can't back down from it once you started it you are fully stuck yeah from what i know historically about teddy roosevelt he seemed like a summer bitch <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like like the kind of person who it, you're better off being like do this thing and he'll be like i shan't yeah yeah i i just Clearly, the people that owned the Natural History Museum knew some shit was about to go down. Because <laughs> they said to him so many times, you are going to follow our directions, right, Teddy? Yeah. And he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Surely. <laughs> and the second it's mentioned that there's a very dangerous adventure to be had. Yeah, because like, well, because <laughs> I, th- I think it's funny that like, Everyone knew it was a bad idea, but everyone pretended it like wasn't a bad idea. <laughs> well, and, and you're <laughs> like right. if you ask that many times, you know you shouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and and also like you really I really wish I'd read this book more recently and could pull more information. No, it's but fine. That is the gist of it. Also, a rip like fording a river, there's kind of no turning back at some point, right? Yeah, well, a river goes one way. Right. Like, at some point. I think the biggest part of this is getting hunted. Yeah, they were straight up hunted. Yeah. By, uh, like, um, uh, oh, gosh, what is the, what's the, like, technical name for it? Like, an undisturbed tribe. Sure. And uh, the undisturbed tribe, I think, killed, like, future groups that tried to go down the river. So they must have been Bull Moose Party fans. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) We're trying to make safe passage only for this one (laughs) electoral party. And it's like, it's so wild to think of. And I don't think we give it enough credit because we're used to Teddy Roosevelt being an insane person. And so stories like this that are absolutely buck wild people are like that's teddy can you imagine if barack obama did this yeah right exactly or if it was like well this is where like the darwin awards come in right where it's like people get literally they get told like they get an award for dying in the most spectacularly dumb ways and and teddy roosevelt was the president yeah that's like the most famous man alive at that point yeah and it was like I think the bigger thing is like when you're done being president, you don't do anything else. No, you're just supposed to sit. You just sit and you show up at stuff sometimes. You certainly don't go march around a river. No. No. You don't risk your life. It's not worth it. No. Well, Obama does do a lot of windsurfing now. This is true. That is true. That is kind of his thing. Bad idea that I get into Mm -hmm. most often is late night purchases. Oh, that's a special brand of bad idea. Yeah, and it's both food and and goods <laughs> as well. I don't I don't uh I know some people who late like they'll get drunk and their thing is that they will like buy things on Amazon. Yes. Or like sleep 
walk and buy things on Amazon off their wish That's list. That's unhinged. Yes. Yeah. But people do it and then they get little surprises for themselves. I don't do that. It's more that like past 10 p.m. If someone put it in my head that like you do need this costume. I'm like, all right, let's just let's do it. It's less than $50. Let's do it. What is, wow. That's a high threshold. But for the memories, <laughs> what are the, what are the worst things you've ever bought? Um, I feel like the things that the thing that makes me feel the worst is I hit like 9 30 PM, 10 PM. And I'm like, man, I could go for like, a burrito right now and oh, it's so food wise food that's my biggest one is because like you want the food mm-hmm. at 10 p.m mm-hmm. and you order it at 10 p.m and then it comes at 11 p.m and you no longer want it and you no longer want it or you really want it but between the time between you eating that food and stuffing it down your dirty little gullet is yes. like so short between then and sleep time that it just sits in your tum tum. Oh gosh! And it's really bad. Um, oh, do, have you ever bought? What's like the dumbest thing you've ever bought on Amazon? Let's go through my history. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I want to go through it. So I think the thing that I get most impulse purchasey about mm-hmm. is like if I get a new hobby. Yeah. I immediately need to buy gear and everything around it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, um, listeners, Josh and I have exchanged our Amazon accounts. Yes. Our computers. So we, uh, we can go through each other's accounts and see who's made the most earnest decisions to buy something on Amazon. Okay. And you, you can also hit the next page on mine too. Okay. If you want perfect. To well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Josh, did you buy temporary white hair color wax? Yes, I did. <laughs> and you at the same time bought a GI watch cap, a, oh, a life aquatic with Steve Zazu beanie. Yes. And Dickie's unisex drawstring scrub pants. Yes. And so I, this was for my Halloween costume last year, but also I was like, I'll wear the scrub pants as pajama pants. Probably literally have never looked at them again yeah yeah um i'm seeing here yeah paula um i'm ready to defend any of these purchases um can we talk about the swiss chris herbal laxative flakes yes we absolutely can all right so i got this from amy sedaris it is a poor like cleanser you boil water you put in this swiss chris laxative tea which is this tea from the 40s and it pulls everything out of your face. <laughs> what? Yep. So you like sit there with a towel over your head and then you like steam your face with it. And afterwards your, I mean, your face is like a baby's butt. Like it pulls out absolutely everything. See, I, not what I was going to think laxative. No, it is for, it is a pooping tea. <laughs> Okay, it is a pooping But that t- is not, it is like, since like the, since like the 60s, women have used it to uh, absolutely just destroy your pores. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. So a different kind of laxative. Josh, you bought some running shorts? I did buy some running shorts. All right, on a scale of, all right, I'm going to click buy it again. Do you no, want some more? <laughs> honestly, probably. <laughs> they are very short. You spent $300 on a travel pillow? The wire cutter said that it was the best one. 
so no so that's actually i bought this is a good example of what i end up doing is that's a travel pillow that i ended up returning because i bought you you tried to sell it to me first For, for the same price as it is on Amazon. Yeah, well, so I was just trying to get rid of it. I, I was trying to move some merchandise. Own. Yeah, I know, but I had it. You a, didn't have to wait. You didn't even cut me a deal. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, because what ends up happening is I'm like, oh, I'm doing this big thing, whether it be like I'm running now, so I have to buy like every single type of specialized running socks mm-hmm. or like, oh, I have to get the best neck pillow for for uh, travel. Right. And so I end up buying like I buy one and then I freak out that I bought the wrong one right and then i buy the other one that's their second choice and then i try it and i immediately i'm like i see why this was the second choice and i then have to return it and it's just i'm out the money for that period in which i've returned it and it uh it's not healthy i'm gonna click buy it again too no no Hey Paula. Hi. Uh, we've gone too long in this podcast with without doing a segment, and the cops are gonna arrest us. Oh gosh! Because it's action, action, jump, jump, action, acting is a segment where we read the incredibly earnest police log from my hometown, Acton, Massachusetts. Jump, jump. Where there are uh, entries for things such as. Uh, on Tuesday at 3.41 p.m., a lost key was reported on Mass Ave. Oh. Did they find the owner? No, it doesn't say, but at 9.03 p.m., a lost phone was reported on Main Street. Oh. Okay, I've got a couple tasty nuggets for you here. Okay. Uh, one of them is on Friday. This is actually on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day at 1.24 p.m., a walk-in reported illegal dumping on Great Road. Now, I imagine that that's garbage, but the 12-year-old in me is like, someone's just taking a poop on Great Road. I I love it when a walk-in reports something because that takes so much more effort. Right, exactly. For them to put on their shoes... And march on down there in person. Yeah, and you're like, I had, I was gonna go to CVS today, but why don't I just swing by the police station real fast because I've got something on my mind. I love the idea that these people have never in their lives heard of nine one one. Yeah, <laughs> and they keep marching down there. Well, no, I get it because this is actually to go back on topic, kind of a bad idea. Like they're like, it's not an emergency, so I'm not gonna call nine one one. But someone does need to know about this. Yes. <laughs> Um, also, what if it's illegal dumping where it's like, you're not allowed to break up with that person. Uh, <laughs> she's having a hard time. You leave her alone you for a monster. couple more weeks. It's her birthday. So at 9.08 a.m. on a Saturday, suspicious activity was reported on Great Road. A male party reported to be, quote unquote, male party <laughs> was, quote unquote, possibly strung out. Was reported circling around the parking lot before entering another vehicle. There were no issues. The party was having car troubles, and the second party was his father. (laughs) People, you know, these are very funny, but also people call the police for the craziest shit. Yeah, the narrative that they've created 
Where they're like, this is a troublemaker. Yeah, this is a troublemaker. This person is probably on drugs. That's the oh, only reason yeah. someone would drive in circles. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason why you get in someone else's car I is think, drugs. Now, look, I, I am not a, I'm not a drug user. Sure. Uh, not to yuck people's yum, but drugs are not for me. Sure. I'm, I'm already anxious enough without anything else pumping through my sure. system. Sure. And what was the student organization that you were a part of in high school? Students Against Destructive Decisions. Narc. But <laughs> I, uh, from what I understand about drugs, from running in the comedy scene and knowing people who like them. Sure. I don't think drugs make you drive in circles. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know for sure. <laughs> But I don't think there is a drug where people are like, wow, it's time for me to drive slowly in circles. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And then they do that for a long period of time. Yeah, it's like what someone imagines drugs would do to someone. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like it is, it is like the equivalent of like an after school special written by people who have never actually been around yeah. a high person before in their yeah, life. Right. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like... um. Oh, I Timmy, I see you're doing a cocaine. <laughs> no Timmy, unit, a single, a cocaine. Timmy, I saw you put a cocaine up your nose, and now you're driving <laughs> slowly around a parking lot. In circles, <laughs> in no circles. less. Who just got in your car? Is that a drug dealer? <laughs> you're getting another drop? <laughs> Are you handing him a brick of cash in exchange for a kilogram? <laughs> yeah, for another brick of that wacky white dust. <laughs> Do you really consider yourself quite the snowbird, huh? <laughs> um, Saturday of this year. Yes. Uh, Saturday this year, 8.08 p.m. Elias, 8.08 p.m. on a Saturday, a lost iPod was reported on Central Spe Street. This party was spoken to. It's 2020, folks. You know, somebody did you a favor. Yeah, right. Exactly. Someone stole that iPod because no one listens to iPod. You look, frankly, embarrassing. Yeah, right. It's chunky. It's big. You can't take pictures on it. I know you want to disconnect. I know you don't want to be pinged anytime your daughter-in-law asks a question about your family recipes. You know, I have recently considered going back to an iPod. Really? Yeah. Going analog? I'm not going to. <laughs> but I briefly thought about it. You thought it. about it? Yeah. I did. Yeah. They had a moment when Baby Driver came out. You said that movie title so weird. Baby, Baby Driver? Baby like Driver? Baby Driver. Baby Driver. You, you're saying it like it's his title. You're saying it like it's it's Baby Driver. <laughs> well, yeah. How are you Baby Driver. No, but you're saying it like he's a baby who's a driver. His no, name is Baby saying, Driver. No, you're saying it like he's a baby who's a driver. No, you're saying no, okay, it. Say it one more time. Baby Driver. No, you're saying it so weird. <laughs> baby Driver. You're saying it like it's a tiny baby who's driving a car. Am I saying it like, like a how cartoon? Am I doing it like how parents call him SpongeBob? Yes. <laughs> it's Baby Driver. But his name, I guess his first name is, so it's Baby Driver, is how it should be. His name is not Baby. Yeah, that's his nickname. That's what the, the whole movie's about. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> well, now we can't have Edgar Wright on the podcast. <laughs> 
Or Ansel Elgort, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So one of my favorite things is, um, I think also with bad ideas, you get really, really, really excited about it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, no, I've thought through this. I've thought through this. And then one person asks you a question and it deflates the entire balloon. Yes, completely. So one time I was talking with one of my friends about a a, a startup idea mm-hmm. where it was about like bringing a community together and kind of being like crowdfunding to be able to um, help your community specifically. And like there were other angles of it and things like that. And then I was like so excited and I was trying to explain it to my parents and then as I was explaining it, I was like, and I am describing taxes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I privatized invented, taxes. You, in, you, ma- you made taxes work for the bl- busy millennial on the go. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> A peer-to-peer marketplace <laughs> that's just taxes and doesn't help anyone but me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how Silicon Valley tech bros, there's so many... Um, so two stories I'd like to tell. One is generic, which is um, there's a lot of scenarios where people will be like, hey, so Lyft and Uber are doing this really cool thing where, you know, people are able to drive their cars. What if the but you have to request it, right? And you got to wait sure. for it. And that's an annoying part of the whole experience. You don't know who the person is. It's not as vetted as much, right? Sure. So what if it had, like, you could go to, like, certain places in the city? Yeah. And there'd be, like, predetermined pickup zones. Okay, cool. And you could go there, mm. and it would follow a predetermined route. Oh. And you could almost, like, know when it was going to be there or, like, a window in which it was going to sure, be there. yeah. And these Silicon Valley tech bros have just invented public busing. <laughs> All it is, it's just public busing with a private vehicle. Did they make it? No. No, because they were like, people were like, this is public busing. Oh, my God. So I have a friend who believes. Me. Me. Not you. Okay. Who believes that the way to stave off the rat problem in Chicago Mm -hmm. is to introduce a natural enemy and carnivore of the rats. Cats? Snakes. Absolutely <laughs> not. You like black snakes that w- don't attack humans. Nope. They'll only eat the rats. Nope. <laughs> and see, this is the problem with the idea, is that it would work, but there would also be a lot of snakes. I would absolutely pack my bag and be on the next flight out of here. <laughs> that... Oh, my God. Can you imagine how big a snake would have to be that would eat a rat? It doesn't have to be that big. They expand. Oh, there's no way. There is absolutely no way. That is a that is a gruesome idea. Yeah. Effective. Guess what? I'd have to become kind of the St. Patrick of this city. Yeah. And I'd leave, lead all those goddamn snakes to the lake. <laughs> Drown them. Snakes on the lake. I'd With St. Paula. I'd play a beautiful Piper song and lead them out of my city. (laughs) Just like my Irish brethren. (laughs) Sure. Is that what he did or are we talking about the Pied Piper? No, 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 no. St. Patrick led all the snakes out of Ireland. Okay. I mean, that's the rumor. this episode's coming out right around then, so... Oh, hell yeah. Stay safe. That's me playing the song. It's you holding a pipe but singing the song. I also straight up like rats. 
Really? Yeah, Team Rat. Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe not like, but I'm fine with them. I am happy to share a city with the rats. Oh, no, I cannot. Why? It's, they're fun. They squeak. They're furry. No, the, it's but it's the gross kind of fur. No. It's the gross matted kind of fur. The fact that they can just contort their bodies as long as they, they can get their head through something. They can get Good their bodies them. through something. Oh, no. I am not team rat whatsoever. No, no, no. Would you be team snake? No. So I'm not team snake either. You have to pick a team. I, oh, God. Are you team rat or team snake? I think I'm team snake. You knew you were going to be team snake. You're a snake. <laughs> No. Me and the rats will rise again. <laughs> no, because then you can get a rat king. You don't get a snake king. Oh, I I will be their rat king. <laughs> no. Do you have any smart ideas that no one would accept? Do you have a manifesto, Paula? Uh, well, of course I do. Um, But I really, this makes me think of conspiracy theories. Okay. Which I could talk about endlessly. Sure. Uh, kind of end a subject there. <laughs> <laughs> But a conspiracy theory is just a a uh, pretty well thought idea, thought out idea. It's a really well thought out bad idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, what conspiracy theory do you believe in, if you have to believe in one? And then let's invent a conspiracy theory. Um, I think the one that is most interesting to me, mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe in it, mm-hmm. but that there's 200 years of history that just got erased what? by the Catholic Church when they created the Gregorian calendar. They just kind of were like, that was really bad time. So let's just not worry about it anymore. We're just going to, it is, it's now like 1088. It's 1088 now. It should be 1288. It's 1088 now. Whoa. <laughs> so you think it's possible we are actually, I had to look at my phone to look at the year. We are actually living in the year 2,220. Yeah. Well, we're so close to 2222. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. What do you think happened in those 200 years? I don't know. Probably some like really rad shit because the church didn't like fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was for sure just like. I don't know. Babe city. Babe city. <laughs> Man. Everyone was making out. Everyone was. Oh, everyone was kissing. <laughs> You're telling me there was 200 years of history where everyone was kissing. 200 years of kissing. It's the 200 years no, war. But then, that, but then that means that like sometimes we would find something and it would be from those lost 200 years. Sure. And we would be like, I don't know. Well, so I think the theory is basically, and I'm not going to look this up. No, is no, that no. like, Essentially, not enough historically happened. And that's not to say that things didn't happen. Things definitely happened. Humans are humans and people did things. But like they basically were like, we don't really want to make this seem like this took this long because like Christianity's always been there. Wink, 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 wink. And uh, so they just like 400 years of history got kind of condensed. It was 200 a second ago. Well, but like 400 or 200 became zero like they took a certain amount of time and just shrunk it Hmm. so like it was longer in actuality but they were like no we're the ones who can read wow i do not care for that but i will be staying up till 2 a.m reading about it yeah amazing what's what's yours are you a lizard person kind of uh conspiracy theory Ooh. um well i do think that avril lavigne is dead 
Oh, I have heard this one. Just kidding. I don't think that's true. Because, like, what a weird celebrity for them to be like, find a body double for Avril. <laughs> um, she's one of a kind. She's one of a kind. You know, I don't know if I really Some have, 41 would notice. I don't know if I have a conspiracy theory that I would, like, go to bat for. Sure. You know, like, I have a... I, uh, I guess I wouldn't be shocked if Tupac was still alive. Sure. But there's none that I'm like... I have some friends who believe that we made it to the moon, but not when we said we made it to the moon. Mm, yeah. That's a popular one. Yeah. We should adopt, we should come up with a conspiracy theory that is so absolutely batshit crazy. And then we both just stick to it. That it's got to be true. Yeah. All right. Well, let's figure this out together. Let's figure it out. Okay. Um, There's no such thing as vitamin C. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it's a full placebo. I it's, mean, this is problematic because it might hurt people, but like. No, but you know what? A good conspiracy theory might hurt people. Okay. I do really like vitamin C yeah. being not a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about something with like, um, well, people love celebrity ones. Sure. Right. You love ones about famous people. Well, I like the ones that are like, we all collectively dreamed of the movie Shazam. Mm, that's true. Something like that. Well, now there's a Shazam movie and all this kind of stuff. But like, what if it's like. The Smurfs didn't exist. Yeah. 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 Or like the Smurfs was a. Smurfs is a good one to have a conspiracy. Yeah, about. exactly. The Smurfs is actually about. You know, it's really about communism. Really? Yeah, Papa Smurf is supposed to be Karl Marx. Oh, because I was going to make a joke that it was about the Cold War, but here we are actually. No, it's uh, it's it's truly the Smurfs is about communism. Well, there you have it, folks. We came up with a conspiracy theory that is a real thing. <laughs> Our conspiracy theories are just, I just earn true it. facts said scandalously. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's like... I like the like something doesn't exist or like rubber. I love I love having something doesn't exist. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Something that people can see with their eyes. Yeah, feel with like, their heart. Yeah, like rubber isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> or like rubber was created as a food first. Ooh. You know what well, I mean? Animals are wearing fur coats all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're not looking they unzip up <laughs> they're all little naked mole rats <laughs> and then when they see a human coming they quick go bloop bloop <laughs> put it in the sleeves put yeah. it on zip it up yeah like a toy story kind of situation yes or a um but they have no other motor skills yeah right or uh what's the other one it's not paw patrol there's a little kid show that i was talking about the other there day there is a paw patrol the paw patrol is a thing but it's another one where they save baby animals baby patrol no <laughs> baby busters <laughs> who are you gonna call baby, baby busters are we we're catching babies <laughs> it's not good I think that's going to do it for us. <laughs> I think should have done us a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, as always, for listening in for another week. Uh, before we go, we're going to do our signature segment, Earnest Moment of the Week. I have one from one of our listeners from the live show, and I think this is 
probably going to be our last ones that we were sipping off the old live show. Oh uh, gosh, Imatras. if you have Imatras, please give them to yeah, us. Please send them in because we're the well is gone dry. This one is two of my sixth grade students decided to hold hands during my math lesson. Dot, dot, dot. Wow. That is bold of those things. I know. I was going to say all I wanted to do in sixth grade was hold hands with people, but I was not bold enough to either ask to do it or like if I even had, I was quote unquote dating someone. To do it in class? To do it in class is beyond a scandal. So that's a really cute story. And I'll tell you what, those kids are going to be trouble. (laughs) (laughs) If they're holding hands in sixth grade at an 11th grade level. Yeah, yeah, they're holding hands at a 12th grade level. (laughs) (laughs) At least. All right, I have one. And it is, I went out to the Burbs Sunday to babysit my brother's kids so he could run some errands. I ha- we had a drawing contest, played Miss Pac-Man, and gave all three kids a bath, as well as their new puppy. They stunk. <laughs> Can smell. <laughs> I love that. I uh, I had a very earnest moment. This So I was on the train yesterday, uh-huh. and this dad and his son were on the train across from us. Or on like the seats across from us. And um they were playing they they like the dad had that game Plants vs. Zombies on his phone. Uh-huh. And the son kept being like he had to have been like six or seven. He's like, I wanna play. And then he would like play it for 10 seconds and be like, I need you to win this level for me, dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the dad would do it and the kid would be like, use this move, use this move. And the dad would be like, I don't think we should use that move. And then the next time the kid goes, the next time the kid was like playing losing goes, dad, I need you to win it for me. But this time you have to listen to what I tell you to do. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone on the train was just like watching to see what happened. (laughs) That's so cute. It was really fun. As always, thank you to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. She is at RB Cruiser on Instagram. And thank you to Dylan Dutch for our theme song. He is at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. Um, and please, if you don't already, give us a little follow on our social media accounts. Accounts. We are at Being Earnest Pod across the board. Please email us also your earnest moments of the week at being earnest pod at gmail.com because honey we are out fresh out of Imajwas. fresh out of Imajwas. and until next week just remember the vitamin c isn't real it's not real it's not real folks <laughs> thanks everyone see you next week <laughs>